Buck Benny, a two-fisted, quick-triggered marksman who shoots from the hip and never misses. Well, hello again. This is Buck Benny speaking. Welcome to another episode of the Jack Benny Show and the Phil Harris Show and another Jack Benny Show. <laughs> so, on our Triple Stack Sunday, I think you're really going to enjoy tonight's episodes. Lots of Christmas going on. Before we get to that, I thought I would just thank everybody who's donated. We met all of our... Um, levels that we wanted to get to. We've covered all the podcasts. Everything's great. So thank you all so very much. Um, for those of you who donated through Patreon, I think I went through and I caught all of you to give you all the links. You might want to check your Patreon message and see if there's something for me with links in it if you haven't found that yet. Uh, when you go through Patreon, they do such a good job of um, protecting your identity and all that that they don't give me your email or anything. So I have to just send you the links through the Patreon system. Uh, if you want me to have your email or whatever, you can always uh, email to me and then I'll have a connection with you. Uh, the other thing is for our PayPal folks, I'm just going to start going through that. I'm off now for the break so I can spend some time getting caught up on sending people links. If you want to get your link the very fastest, probably the easiest way to do it is just to email me at buckbennyotr at gmail.com and just tell me kind of roughly when you subscribed and how much what how much money you subscribed at or, or what level you expect to be at. And uh, you don't need proof of it or anything. I can look and find out in my records and stuff. But uh, that uh, would make it the fastest. Um, the other thing is I try to send out links, and if I'm in doubt, I send them out again. So you might end up getting my links two or three times, and that's okay. Um, anyway, again, thank you to everyone who donated. Uh, fabulous. Uh, we will ask again for donations in February, right around Jack's birthday, just because some folks... Uh, some, I mean, because I understand, I mean, sometimes you have to say, oh, I can't, you know, fulfill that obligation because things changed and that sort of thing, and that's fine. And so I just uh, get a few more folks donating in February to keep us going. And uh, other than that, every once in a while in my podcast, especially my old intros and things, I may mention donating. And uh, we, you can donate any time of the year. There's no time when it, like, stops. But I just stop asking all the time. Uh, once we hit our goals and everything so uh, again thank all of you who donated fantastic we were able to to get all the uh, a lot of upgraded shows and things and uh, uh, certainly our Johnny Dollar set uh, is looking really good um, without further ado though I will switch you to my old intro here in a second because I think I cover things pretty well uh, but in the three episodes tonight we're going to have the first one is going to be a uh, last minute Christmas shopping episode from 1947. It's actually the second Christmas shopping episode uh, featuring Mel Blanc, and I'll go into that more in just a second in my old uh, intro for that. Following that, we have Jack appearing on the Phil Harris show. He did an annual Christmas show on the Phil Harris show, and so it's fun to hear Jack on that show as well. And uh, I, I kind of wish that they would have recorded um, different. Christmas shows with Jack instead of the same one year after year because um, it'd just be nice to hear lots of different shows instead of the same one but it's a good one and I think you'll enjoy it and then our third show is uh, Jack Benny from jumping back to 1937 upgraded sound thank you Cobalt Club folks fantastic uh, lot, a lot fewer pops and things a better just a better solid episode um, 
and that one is uh, Red Riding Hood and they also talk about gift exchanges and things so it's uh, three Christmas episodes for you tonight enjoy all three and uh, thank you again for donating and we will see you next time well hello again this is Buck Benny speaking welcome to another absolutely classic episode of the Jack Benny Show Tonight's episode is from the 1947-48 season, of course, and this is the second in the series of Christmas shopping episodes featuring Mel Blanc. Now, Jack did shopping episodes we early on his, in his career. We played um, the first kind of traditional shopping episode for Jack Benny that kind of lays the groundwork uh, a, few, a couple weeks ago. On our Saturday night broadcast, it was the 1937-1938 season. It even has Frank Nelson in it, not yet saying yes, but he is a um, similar character. He certainly is um, the floor walker in that episode. And there's just a number of pieces that are definitely the Christmas shopping episodes. It's a great episode if you didn't listen to it. It's one of my favorites and then. Uh, the the doll they have that that is the Andy Divine doll is a lot of fun. But now, uh, then Jack sort of stepped away from it a little bit. Of the shopping episodes, or they, I don't I don't know if they ever really stopped doing them, but they just sort of um, there was less emphasis on them. And then in 1946, they brought it back with a vengeance, and I. Uh, just rebroadcasted that one earlier tonight, so you can listen to that one as well. And that is where Mel Blanc comes on board, totally becomes the character that Jack drives slowly insane through the episode. And uh, tonight's episode is the second one, so there'll be a lot of references back to the first one, so that's why I thought I would uh, play them both back-to-back. Uh, I don't know if you want to listen to this one first or that one first. I don't think it matters too much, um, but uh, but I, I do love love the bits. Um, when it goes to television, they do a really nice job with it. I love to watch it every year on television. Uh, there's a few things missing. I mean, of course, I like the actors that they use in radio. Um, Frank Nelson, Mel Blanc, or two of them, but 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 the other counter actors are really good too. That that uh, I love the southern, um, um, the southern uh, clerk that helps, um, always helps Phil Harris out. That that's always kind of a fun bit that they never really had a chance to bring to television because they of course uh, Phil Harris wasn't on the television show. Also, Mary was never in any of the Christmas episodes on television, so that made things a little weird. Because I really like having Mary do her part. I think that's that's great. I mean, Dennis's bit and Rochester's bit, I mean, there's just so much. It's so wonderful that they, they have all these episodes, and they each feature a little different flavor of the Christmas shopping. They, there's bits that they bring back and echoes of bits, and then new, new things, and... Um, it, it always seems kind of fresh and different as to the twist of it, and you'll have from here on out, sort of Mel is always thinking that he's going to not go crazy this year, that he's kind of dealt with ways to to, um, to deal with Jack's um, personality, 
and uh, never quite works for him. So, <laughs> so it's always a blast. It's kind of like a, reminds me of William Shatner on the Star Trek, the way he always seems to be able to talk a computer into self-destructing. Um, you, you know, he'll say his things like, like, what is your prime purpose? What is your prime directive to the computer? The computer's to, to serve man. Then how can you serve man if you're doing this? And, and the computer, of course, slowly degenerates into illogical, illogical, and freaks out and burns up. And, and I always wonder how it can still talk with so much of it burning up and smoke coming out. And when my computers start to smoke, they pretty much die right away. Uh, anyway... Uh, and for those of you who've been questioning my podcasting, who else could you listen to that's going to take Jack Benny and William Shatner and tie them both together and in a nice little bow for a Christmas gift for you that you can enjoy? Uh, where else would you hear this? Nowhere. Anyway, enjoy this great, classic, ultimate, wonderful episode of The Jack Benny Show with Christmas Shopping. And uh, keep tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed all our Christmas shows. The Jack Benny Program, presented by Lucky Strike. Quality of product is essential to continuing success. And Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. L-S-M-F-T. Yes, Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. And in a cigarette, it's the tobacco that counts. Remember what happens at the tobacco auction? At market after market, independent tobacco experts can see the makers of Lucky Strike consistently select and buy that fine, that light, that naturally mild tobacco. Lucky Strike presents The Man Who Knows. The Tobacco Warehouseman. Mr. Alexander Urban, well-known tobacco warehouseman of Reedsville, North Carolina, said recently, For many seasons, I've seen the makers of Lucky Strike buy ripe, mellow tobacco. Fine tobacco you just can't beat for real smoking quality. I smoke Lucky's myself for 14 years. So for your own real, deep-down smoking enjoyment, remember... L-S-M-F-T. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. And Lucky Strike is the ideal gift on every Christmas list. So say Merry Christmas 200 times with a carton of 200 Lucky Strike cigarettes in their beautiful holiday wrapping. And for the specials on your list, a special handsome gift box of 500 Lucky Strike cigarettes. Each so round, so firm, so fully packed, so free and easy on the draw. Lucky Strike program starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, Rochester, Dennis Day, and yours truly, Don Wilson. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, as you all know, there are only three more shopping days till Christmas. So let's pick up Jack and Rochester on their way down to do their last-minute Christmas shopping. Rochester, how far is it from my house to downtown? Uh, about seven miles, boss. Oh, fine. We ought to be there about noon. Huh? <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing we started last night. <laughs> yeah. Gee, there sure is a lot of traffic this time of year, but I have so much to do. I better check over this list. Clark Gable, a half a dozen shirts. Barbara Stanwyck, one dozen initial handkerchiefs. Gary Cooper, two pair of silk pajamas. Claudette Colbert, lace negligee. 
Rochester. I hope we can deliver these things by tomorrow. Yeah, you promised them they'd have their laundry back before Christmas. Uh, we may have to work nights. Oh, well, let's not worry about that now. Donna will never get downtown at this rate. So slow riding behind the trolley. Do you want me to cast off and hook onto a bus? <laughs> no, I can't stand those fumes. You know, Rochester, Christmas is a lot different now than it was years ago. I remember one Christmas Eve when I was a kid. The ground was covered with snow, and as I looked out the window, in the distance, I could see someone dressed in red. Suddenly, there came a patter of hoofbeats and a knock on the door. And the door flew open, and a man said, The British are coming! <laughs> he did not. He said, Merry Christmas. It was Santa Claus. Then he came into the house and gave my cousin Cliff a sled, my sister Florence a doll, and Rochester... You'll never guess what Santa Claus gave me. What? A violin. <laughs> that sweet old man did that! <laughs> Rochester, don't be so... Uh oh there's the store. We better start looking for a place to park. Here's a place. Slow down while I see what it says on the sign. This parking lot reserved for the patrons of the Paddock Swimming Pool Company. One hour free parking with each $6,000 purchase. <laughs> It's a shame we've already have a swimming pool. Oh, look, here's another free parking lot. Let me see. This lot reserved for the patrons of Dr. Whiteside, the friendly dentist. One hour free parking with each tooth pull. <laughs> Rochester. I went last time. It's your turn now. Well, never mind. Let me out and you find a place to park the car. I got to meet Miss Livingston. Okay. <laughs> Gee, there's certainly a lot of people downtown today. Jack, oh, Jack. Oh, hello, Mary. Jack, I've been waiting for 15 minutes. Oh, I'm sorry. We got held up in traffic. Let's go in the store. Mary, you have my Christmas list, haven't you? Yes, here it is. What does it say? It says, uh, Dear Jackie boy, I couldn't meet you last night because a customer spilled a chocolate soda all over my uniform. So I... The list is on the other side. <laughs> Give it to me. Wait a minute, Jack. Who's Josephine? Uh, the little blonde car hop at Simon's Drive-In. She used to work at the Glendale branch, but they promoted her to Beverly Hills. <laughs> Gee, I hope that chocolate soda incident doesn't send her back to Glendale. <laughs> You know, she's very pretty, Mary. The drive-in uses her pictures and, and all their newspaper ads. Oh, yes, I remember. She was Miss Cheeseburger of 1946. <laughs> yeah, she'd have made it this year, too, but her mustard was on crooked. <laughs> Just goes to show you, fate, a little thing like that. Huh? Let me see that list, Mary. Here you are. Gee, I still have to buy a present for my old girlfriend, Gladys Abisko. I don't know what to get her. You think she'd like a lipstick? I don't know. She got lips. <laughs> yes. Oh, stop being so catty. I know what. I'll just send her some flowers. Now, come on. Before I do, uh, do any shopping, I want to open a charge account. There's the credit department over there. Now, 
Now, uh, Mr. Benny, I think we have all the personal information we need. Now, would you tell us something about your financial qualifications? What are your assets? Well, I own my own home, my own car. I have three paid-up insurance policies. I have a radio program, and I own some stocks and bonds. I see. Now, what are your liabilities? My liabilities? The horn blows at midnight. <laughs> Mary. The horn blows at midnight. Oh, yes, that was a picture. Thank you. <laughs> now, Mr. Benny, in what bank do you keep your money? Uh, the Bank of America, California Bank, Security Trust Company, Farmers and Merchants Bank, Mercantile Trust Company, Security Savings Bank, First National Bank of New York, Pittsburgh Trust Company, National Bank of Commerce. Can I help you, young man? Help me? Yes, yes, you've been standing in front of this counter for ten minutes. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm confused. Well, that's understandable. You're confused because it's Christmas time, you've got the Christmas spirit, you're doing your Christmas shopping, and you're looking at so many different things. Well, that explains why I'm confused in December, but what about the other months? <laughs> well, I wouldn't know. I'm just standing behind this counter because in a moment of enthusiasm, I sold my pants. <laughs> I'd like to get something for my parents. Oh, your mother and father, eh? Yeah, how did you know? <laughs> oh, I just figured it out. Gee whiz, I don't know what to get for my mother. You know, young man, looking at you, I can just picture your mother. You can? Yes, small, petite, gentle, a kindly smile for everyone, and spends most of the time sitting in a rocking chair knitting. That's my father. Now try and guess my mother. <laughs> oh, boy, she sure makes him toe the mark. You mean your father's afraid of your mother? Oh, everybody's afraid of my mother. When I was born, the stork left me a block away from the house. What? It's a good thing I knew the address. <laughs> Gee, I wish I knew what to buy my mother for a Christmas present. Oh, I know. I'll get her one of these. What size is this one? 38. No, that'll be a little too small. What size is this one here? That's a 44. That's fine. Put some bullets in it and wrap it up. <laughs> yes, sir. Send it to Mrs. Patricia Day and put a card in it saying, with all my love, Dennis. Yes, sir, I'll do that immediately. First National Bank, Bank of Manhattan, Sacramento Savings and Trust, San Francisco Bank Exchange, and the Benny Trust Company of Waukegan. Well, well, you certainly keep your money in a lot of different places. Yes. He's also got a St. Bernard with a coin slot in the brandy barrel. <laughs> That's in case I get lost, is it? Well, Mr. Benny, as far as your credit is concerned, that's all the information we need. Thank you. Now, come on, Mary. Let's get my shopping started. Let me see that list again. There's Don, Rochester. I know what to get Dennis. He told me what he wants. And it's such a silly thing. What does he want? A bulletproof vest. <laughs> Say, Mary, what would be a good thing for a nine-year-old boy? I want to get something for little Stevie Kent. Stevie Kent? Isn't he the little boy who tackled you in the football game and sprained your ankle? Uh-huh. And you're buying him a present? Mary, it was an accident. He didn't mean to do it. Then why are you suing him? I'm not suing him. <laughs> I dropped the case after he paid the doctor bill. Now, come on, let's try Mr. to... Mr. Benny, Mr. Jack Benny, please report to the credit department. Oh, darn it, what do they want now? Uh, pardon me, miss. Would you mind waiting on me, please? Well, yes, sir. What can I do for you all? Well, honey, child. <laughs> you 
the same little gal waited on me last year. You from Alabama, ain't you? I show I am. Are you all from the South? Am I all from the South? Honey, when I was born, the doctor held me up by my feet and slapped me with a candied yam. <laughs> well, call my pole and mint my julep if it ain't little old Phil Harris. That's me, baby. They purchased Louisiana because I was in it. <laughs> I don't doubt it for a minute. Now, what would you like to buy? Well, uh, I don't know. How would y'all like to see something nice in lingerie? Now, honey, you know you shouldn't throw me a line like that. <laughs> oh. Gee, Mr. Harris, you're so cute. Yeah, everybody notices it. <laughs> you know, Mr. Harris, you're so much different than I pictured you to be. On the radio, you're such a braggart. You sound so conceited. That ain't nothing way like go on television. <laughs> Are you all gonna go on television? Honey, when a man is as good-looking as I am, television ain't a luxury, it's a necessity. <laughs> now, let me see, uh... <laughs> Let me see. I'm wondering, honey, what I can get from my wife. Um, oh, I'll tell you what. Hey, give me one of them negligees there. Why, yes, sir. Shall I wrap it as a gift? Yeah, and fix the package up so she can't peek into it. Seal it over with some of that scotch and soda tape. <laughs> I'll have it wrapped up for you in two shakes of a possum's tail. Wait right here, Mr. Harris. <laughs> Mister, there was a call that I report back here to the credit department. Oh, yes, Mr. Benny. The store has checked your financial standing, and we're happy to say that the papers are all ready for the loan. Loan? I don't want to get a loan. No, we do. <laughs> oh. Well, how much... Jack, you... come on. You came here to do your Christmas shopping. Oh, yes, yes. You better call me at home, mister. Uh, come on, Mary. I might as well buy the flowers for Gladys Abisco first. Okay. Hiya, Jack. Huh? Oh, hello. Long time no see. That's right. Come on, Mary. Jack, who was that? Oh, he's that racetrack tout who used to hang around Santa Anita. What a guy. Come on, let's get away from him, huh? Oh, wait a minute, Jack. I want to stop the lingerie counter. I like this shade, miss. I'll take this pair of two-thread hose. You're wrong, lady. This hose is three-thread. Oh, no, it's two-thread. I beg your pardon, but it's three-thread. Listen, sister, don't argue with me. Not so long ago, I was standing right where you are. 
Let's tell her, Mary. I don't know why I'm so fresh. She's making more money than I am. <laughs> Only during the holiday season. Anyway, Mary, you don't have to buy stockings. I was going to give you a pair for Christmas. I'll buy my own. I wore the stockings you gave me last year, and everybody thought I was a nurse. <laughs> How do I know the kind you want? Now, come with me while I get the flowers. Hello, Mr. Benny. I see the Yule time is catching up with you. Oh, hello, Mr. Kitzel. Hello, are you doing your Christmas shopping? <laughs> Look at this armload of bundles, the things I am buying. Now, what's in that long, thin package? This is a present I'm sending to my brother-in-law. It's a hacksaw. A hacksaw? If he gets it in time, he'll be home for Christmas. <laughs> Mr. Kitzel, your brother-in-law is a prisoner? No, he's the warden. Well, if he's the warden, why does he want a hacksaw? He was playing truth or consequences with the prisoners, and he lost. <laughs> oh. Say, Mr. Kitzel, what are you getting your wife for Christmas? I got it already here in this box. It's a beautiful fur coat. Well, uh, that's nice. What is it, a fox or sable? On the label, it's sable. In the box, it's fox. <laughs> well... Don't you know what you bought? I mean, didn't you ask the salesman? For $29, I should start an argument. <laughs> well, maybe you're right. She'll probably like it anyway. Well, goodbye, Mr. Kitzel. Merry Yuletime, Mr. Benny. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Say, Mary, uh, while you're waiting for your stockings, I'm going over and pick out some flowers for Gladys. So. Gee, all these flowers are so beautiful. But I think I'll get these roses. Yeah, they're the nicest. Hey, Jack. Jack. Uh-huh? What you doing? I'm buying flowers. What kind? <laughs> I'm buying roses. Uh-uh. Uh, what? Take the carnations. But look, I, I don't want carnations. I want roses. Come here a minute. Huh? Don't be a jank. The roses are a buck apiece. That's even money. I know. The same don't want carnations will get you six to one. Six to one? Don't take my weight, Frank. Here it is in the seed catalog. Look, Mr. I'll, uh, I'll show you. Now, let's see. Uh, poppies, gladiolas, chrysanthemums, poison ivy. Now, oh, that's been scratched. Uh, violets, daisies, roses. Yeah, here it is, roses. Blooms early, fades in the finish. <laughs> Well, look, and I don't care what it says. I'm still going to buy the roses. Okay. It's your money. I wish that guy would leave me alone. <laughs> oh, miss! Miss! Now, uh, 
let me see. I have my rifle, cartridges, my rod and reel and hooks. Yes, sir. Now, is there anything else you need? Oh, yes, yes, a tent. Very well. How about this one over here? Well, that looks good. Shall I have it delivered? No, just put sleeves on it. I'll wear it home. <laughs> oh, Don, Don. Well, hello, Jack. Hello. Doing your last-minute shopping? Yeah, I was just going over to the perfume counter to get a present for my sister, Florence. Well, Jack, before you go, I want to show you something I bought you in the toy department. I gave you something like this last year, but you broke it, remember? Oh, yeah, but Donna, that was last year. I'm too old for toys But, now. Jack, this is so novel. Now, just look at it. A set of toy wooden soldiers. Now, that's not for me, believe me. Well, now, just watch what happens when I wind them up. Don, people are watching. Don, you can show it to me at home. Here it goes. <laughs> Never mind, Don. Forget it. It was nice of you to think of me anyway. I'll see you later. Jack. Jack, I've been looking for you. Oh, I'm sorry, Mary. I stopped to talk to Don Wilson. Oh, say, Mary, don't let me forget to buy something for Fred Allen. Fred Allen? Yeah. I don't know what to get him. He has nothing. <laughs> oh, I'll buy something for my sister first. Uh, here's the perfume counter. Uh, pardon me, sir. I'd like to buy some perfume. Okay, mister. What kind of perfume would you like? <laughs> well, I don't know. What's popular right now? Well, here's something that's not too strong yet leaves a trail of broken hearts. <laughs> oh. It's called... Avec tres my What does that mean? I don't know. I didn't take French when I was at Harvard. <laughs> oh, well, anyway, I don't think I'd like that. What else have you got? Well, here's some other perfume called Essence of a Locker Room. <laughs> no, 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 I don't want... Say, here's a perfume that looks nice. How much is that? 68 cents a gallon. <laughs> 68 cents a gallon? What do you think, Mary? The same as you. The price is right. I didn't mean that. If you want something cheaper, here's some perfume for only 25 cents. 25 cents? What kind of a bottle does that come in? That don't come in no bottle. We keep it on tap. <laughs> on tap? When I draw it fast, you ought to see the head on it. <laughs> well, never mind. I'll get something else. 
By the way, mister, how come they put a fella like you behind the perfume counter? Oh, my regular job is in a delicatessen department slicing Limburger cheese. <laughs> Limburger cheese? Yeah, once a month they send me here to neutralize me. <laughs> Well, you must have just come up. Huh? Come on, Mary, let's go. Mary, uh, let's go to another counter and see... Oh, look, there's Rochester buying some cufflinks. Oh, yeah, I wonder who they're for. Let's sneak up behind him and listen. I think these are beautiful. They're very unusual. Yeah, but I don't think my boss would like them. They ain't his style. I see. What type of man is your boss? Well, he's medium tall, medium weight, and rather conservative. By, uh, by conservative, you mean he's parsimonious? Parsimonious? What's that? Frugal. What's frugal? Thrifty. You're headed in the right direction, but you've got a long way to go. If I had those couplings already, I'd fire them. Quiet. I want to hear this. Now, let's see. Maybe he'd like something else. Why don't you buy him a nice wallet? He ain't got no use for a wallet. Where does he keep his money? California Bank, Bank of America, Security First National Bank, and a Philco Deep Freeze. <laughs> a Philco Deep Freeze? Mr. Benny likes some of his money in cold cash. <laughs> Rochester! Oh, hello, boss. I didn't see you. I know you didn't, but if you're going to buy me a Christmas present, buy it. Don't discuss my personal affairs. Yes, sir. Now, come on, Mary. Let's go. Oh, say, Mary, there's one thing I still have to get. What's that? A present for Don Wilson. I can get it right over here at this counter. Oh, clerk. Yes, sir? I was uh, thinking of getting... Say, some... your face looks familiar. Didn't I wait on you last year? Yes. Yes, I believe you did. I was thinking of getting... Now I remember. You bought a pair of shoelaces, didn't you? <laughs> Yes, yes, I did. Now, I was thinking of getting... You couldn't make up your mind whether to get plastic tips or metal tips. Uh, that's right, that's right. Uh, Jack, let's get out of here. Wait, Mary, I have to buy Don's present. Uh, mister, do you happen to have... I remember how you kept coming back. First you'd get plastic tips, then you'd change to metal tips. Plastic tips, metal tips. It was a hard decision to make, you see. Now, plastic mister, tips, I'd like to metal get... Metal tips, plastic tips, metal tips. Jack, get out quick. Wait a minute. And you came back again and again and again and again. Mister. All the other clerks went home, but I had to stay. Look, mister. But you're not going to do it to me this year. Jack. Plastic tips, metal tips, plastic tips, metal tips. Get out of here. Get out of here. Get out. But, mister. Plastic tips. Jingle all the way! Everybody else had fun, but here I had to stay! Come on, Mary, let's go. Plastic dip, metal dip, jingle all the way! gentlemen, since this is our Christmas show, we feel that it is fitting to close with a medley of Christmas carols sung by Dennis Day. Oh, little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie. 
This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. shampoo doing right by you? Yes, is your shampoo doing right by you? Well, my shampoo lather's all right, but it doesn't remove my dandruff. I've tried one shampoo after another. They all suds up and rinse out, but 
I still have dandruff. If your shampoo is letting you down, when it comes to removing dandruff, switch to Fitch. Fitch's Dandruff Remover Shampoo. It's guaranteed to remove all dandruff. Medical authorities say there are two kinds of dandruff. One is loose and flaky. It's the unsightly kind. The other clings to the scalp. It's the invisible, irritating kind. If your present shampoo is doing only half the job, removing only part of your dandruff, remember, Fitch removes both kinds completely. So, be free of unsightly dandruff, be free of invisible, irritating dandruff. Yes, be free of all embarrassing dandruff. Fitch is the only shampoo who's guaranteed to remove dandruff with first application is backed by one of the world's largest insurance firms. So, switch to Fitch. At drug counters, barber, and beauty shops, ask for Fitch's Dandruff Remover Shampoo. Fitch Shampoo does right by you. The F.W. Fitch Company, makers of Fitch Shampoo, presents the Fitch Bandwagon, written by Ray Singer and Dick Chevrolet, with Elliot Lewis, Janine Roos, Anne Whitfield, Robert North, Walter Scharf and his music, and starring Alice Faye and Phil Harris. For weeks now, the Harris children, like children all over the world, have been thinking of nothing but Christmas and Santa Claus. They've been on their best behavior. And as we look in, we find Alice complimenting the children on their good deportment. Now, you've been particularly good, Alice. You've gone to sleep early, you've put all your toys away, you've finished all your food at mealtime, and you drink all your milk. Gee, I've been a regular little angel, haven't I, Mommy? Oh, no. No, let's not go that far. As for you, honey, you've been just as good as Alice. You, too, have been going to bed early, putting your toys away and eating all your food. The only thing is, you haven't been drinking all your milk. Well, I tried to, but you know how that stuff gags me. <laughs> Quiet, Phil. I'm talking to little Phyllis. Where is she? She was here a minute ago. She went in the den, Mommy. I'll get her. Phyllis! Phyllis! Mommy wants you to come... Phyllis! What are you doing with those crayons? Oh, I was just going to draw a picture on the wall. Don't do that. You know we gotta be good till Christmas. But I've been good for three weeks now. Gee, how long can they expect a kid to be so good? Alice, it's an awful strain. I know, but it's only four more days. Don't crack up now. <laughs> been so good for so long. I know, but as Daddy always says, it ain't been easy, Buster. <laughs> Alice, have you asked Mommy and Daddy about Santa Claus yet? No, but I will. Children, what's going on in here? Yeah, what are you two doing? Oh, nothing. Just sitting here being good. <laughs> Mommy, Daddy, we want to ask a favor. We'd like to stay up and see Santa Claus when he brings the presents on Christmas Eve. Yeah, well, but, honey, he has a lot of other stops to make, and, well, he might get here very oh, late. Oh, can't and... we, Daddy, please? Well, uh, uh, okay. Now, you kids continue to behave yourselves, and I promise that you'll see Santa on Christmas Eve. Now, run along and play. Thanks, Daddy. Gee, I can hardly wait for Christmas Eve. Phil, why did you promise the children that? Now, if they don't see Santa, they'll be very disappointed. But they're going to see him. And just to make sure, I'll dress up like Santa and come down the chimney. <laughs> they won't be able to tell me from the real one. 
Yes, dear? Don't you dress up and make believe you're Santa like last year. Boy, was that corny. <laughs> hmm. Alice, I still can't figure out how they knew it was me last year. What did I do that was wrong? Well, for one thing, you were supposed to come in singing Jingle Bells. I did. But those lyrics, I can still hear them. Ham, hocks, and turnip greens, they melt right in your mouth. A candy jazz and a hominy grits, and that's what I like about the South. Yeah! And what's wrong with those lyrics? That isn't the way we sing it up north. Can I help it if you Yankees don't know the right words? <laughs> you don't think I can play St. Nick? We'll get somebody else to do it. I wonder why the girls are so anxious to see Santa Claus. Phil, do you suppose... Gee, I hope not. Hey, Alice, look, we just got to produce a Santa Claus on Christmas Eve. Well, don't worry about it, Phil. Well, I got to worry about it. Somebody's got to worry about it. It's important. I got to think of something. Now, let me concentrate. If I think hard enough, something will come out. Good morning, Philip. <laughs> For this, I had to concentrate, Jack. Hello, William. Hello, dear. Philip, are you in pain? You have such a strained expression on your face. I'm thinking. <laughs> now, if you want to talk to me, come back later. I got a thought running through my mind. I'll wait. Through your mind, it's only a short dash and it won't take long. <laughs> <laughs> Get a load of this red skeleton of Encino. <laughs> Look, don't bother me, Willie. I'm trying to think so that we've, we've got to get... Somebody to play Santa Claus for the kids on Christmas Eve And we want to get someone who looks and, and sounds like the real thing Well, if that's your problem, you needn't look any further I shall be glad to portray Christopher Kringle Christopher? <laughs> well, Donner, my blitzer <laughs> Christopher, find Santa Claus you'd make I'd make an excellent one I'm quite an actor, you know I can see myself popping out of the chimney Bounding into the living room and saying Ho, 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 and a Merry Christmas to you little kitties And what do you wee darlings desire as a yuletide memento? Thank you, Catherine Cornell <laughs> <laughs> Look, get lost, Index Go make a double entry somewhere. Well, I guess I'm not wanted around here, so... Oh, wait now, wait. Don't take it to heart, Willie. You're not a bad guy. You're always trying to do the right thing. Oh, do you really think so, Philip? Yeah. It ain't your fault that you're a schnook and don't know how. <laughs> Farewell, Mr. Harris. I'll leave and let you do things your own blundering way. Goodbye, Alice, dear. And to think she could have married Rudy Valley. <laughs> there goes a cute little character. He has all the charm of live bait. <laughs> hey, look, Alice, seriously, what are we going to do? Now, we're going to have to get someone for the kids who look like Santa, and I... Hey, wait a minute. I got just the guy, Don Wilson. Oh, Phil, Don would be perfect. He's jovial, he has a cheery face, and he's rotund. Yeah, and he's fat, too. <laughs> hey, honey, why don't you call Don and see if he can come over Christmas Eve? All right. I'll call him right now. Yeah. Gee whiz, the children never have seen Don, and they can't possibly recognize him. I can hardly wait to see how the kids react on Christmas Eve. 
You know, there's something wonderful about watching a kid on Christmas, waiting for Santa and listening for those jingle bells. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in the one-horse open sleigh. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in the one-horse open sleigh. Dashing through the snow in a one-horse open sleigh. O'er the fields we go, laughing all the way. Bells on pop hill ring, they're making spirits bright. What fun it is to ride and sing a sleighing song tonight. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Hey! Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Hey! Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. A day or two ago, I thought I'd take a ride, and soon Miss Alice Fay was seated by my side. The horse was lean and lank, misfortune seemed his lot. He got into a drifted bank, and we, we got upset. Jingle bells, jingle bells, singing merrily we go. Jingle bells, quite a snow so cold and crisp and light with jingle all the way tonight. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Hey, hey, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in an open sleigh. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse, one-horse open, open, one-horse open sleigh. Gee whiz, I sure hope Don can make it. You know, he's going to be terrific as Santa Claus because... Uh-oh, uh that must be Frankie. Hi, Curly. Hi, Frankie. Come on in. Yeah. Hey. What do you got in all those packages? Christmas presents. I got some things for the kids. Alice. And here's something for you, Curly. For me? Oh, you got a present for little curly-headed me. <laughs> Oh, gee, Frankie. That's sweet of you. <laughs> I don't... I don't know what to say. That's all right, girl. But the thought... <laughs> gee, you don't know how I appreciate it. it well, it, it touches me deeply. You're going to get sloppy about it. I'll take it back. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, Frankie, but... Well, I didn't want you to go out and spend a lot of money on me. I didn't. <laughs> I spent most of my money on the kids. After all, Christmas is for them. Where's Alice? Oh, she's inside calling Don Wilson. You see, the kids want to see Santa Claus on Christmas Eve, so we're asking Don to play it. Why are you getting Don Wilson to play Santa? Well, what else am I going to do? Well, let him stay up and see the real Santa Claus. Yeah, but I don't know what time he's coming. <laughs> Did you say something? Yeah. Why don't you let the kids see the real Santa Claus? Move over, Frankie. You'll get some of that stuff on me. Get over there. You're another one of those cynics, huh? Wise guy who don't believe. You do? Of course. You know, just because you've never seen him don't mean he's not there. You must realize, Curly, there are some things in life that are inexplicable. 
psychic phenomena that are ethereal and beyond the comprehension of we mere mortals. What was that? <laughs> What's the matter? Did I say something vulgar? <laughs> no, Curly, you can take my word for it. The real guy will show up. Okay, okay, Remley, stop. All I got to say is it's a good thing kids have more common sense and faith than most grown-ups. Christmas wouldn't be much fun. I know that on Christmas Eve, old St. Nick and his reindeer will come flying through the sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you mind if we have somebody stand by just in case Santa's forced down with a low fog over Burbank? <laughs> all right, all right. Scoff, if you will. I'll drop over Christmas Eve. Then maybe you'll sing a different tune. Goodbye, infidel. <laughs> that Remley, I don't know what to think Phil, about. Phil, I called Don, but he can't make it. However, he said he has a lot of active friends, and he'll send one of them over. But he said we'd have to pay the actor $10. So what? Uh, $10. It'll be worth it to make the kids happy. <laughs> hey, honey, did Don say he could get someone positively? Yes, Phil. He, sa he said he was sure he'd get someone. Yes, I sure hope so, because this is very important. Hey... If anything would go wrong, I don't know what oh, I'd do. Phil, please stop worrying. It's still three days till Christmas Eve, and if you keep this up, you'll drive yourself batty. And for three days, Phil worried. Now as we look in on the Harris home, it's Christmas Eve. Phil is downstairs trimming the tree and impatiently awaiting the arrival of Santa. Alice is upstairs reassuring the children that he'll be there. It's 10 o'clock already, and Santa isn't here yet. Gee, Mommy, do you think maybe he isn't coming? Oh, don't fret, girls. Of course he's coming. So, you better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. He's making a list, checking it twice. Gonna find out who's naughty and nice. Santa Claus is coming to town. He sees you when you're sleeping, he knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good, so be good for goodness sake. Well, you better watch out, you better not cry, better not pout, I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. He'll be riding with his reindeer in the great big open sleigh with a great big bag of presents. And give them all away. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. So for goodness sake. Oh, you better watch out. You better not cry. Better not pout. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. There. Well, that's the last ornament. Hey, looks pretty good. Now, if Santa only shows up, what a Phil, one. Phil, I was just upstairs with the children. Oh, Phil, the tree looks beautiful. Yeah. Hey, honey, how are the kids? Are they impatient? Oh, they'll be all right. Oh, Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, Frankie. Hey, Merry Christmas. Hey, Frankie, what do you got there? Milk and crackers for Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> I put them on the mantle for him every year. Hey, where's the kids? Oh, they're upstairs waiting for Santa. Yeah, and I'm waiting, too. 
When is the guy going to show up? It's after 10 already. Be patient, Curly. He's got a long trip from the North Pole. Besides, his reindeer ain't as young as they used to be in his... <laughs> Keep quiet. I'm paying the guy 10 bucks. You'd think he'd get here on time. This subterfuge is all so unnecessary. <laughs> hey, hey, there's a door. That must be Santa now. I'll let him in. I'll go with you, honey. Okay. Well, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Santa Claus. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, and where's my $10? Come on in, Jack. Hey, Jackson, what are you doing here? Well, Don Wilson happened to mention that you were paying $10 for a Santa Claus. <laughs> I had an old pair of red flannels lying around. Jackson, hey, since when do you have to go around playing Santa Claus for money? Well, Phil, you don't begrudge me a guest shot once in a while, do you? Well, <laughs> I only have one show, you know. <laughs> I have to pick up a little leg. Oh, hello, Frankie. Merry Christmas. Huh. <laughs> don't Merry Christmas me, you imposter, you. Ah, fine-looking Santa Claus. I think I make a very good-looking Santa Claus in my red suit with a pillow under it for a stomach. I think you look ridiculous. Look at your costume. It's bagging at the knees. That's my stomach. It keeps slipping. <laughs> hey, Jackson, I want you to know it's sure nice of you to do this for us, but, well, hey, look, Frankie's right. You don't look exactly like Santa Claus. You sure don't. Look at that white beard. Where did you rent that moth-eating thing? <laughs> it's not rented. I was playing gin rummy with Monty Woolley, and I won it. Well, a few people don't like me as Santa Claus, and oh, I'll just... pay no off. attention in these two, Jack. I think you make a wonderful Santa Claus, and you're worth what we're paying you. Phil, give Jack the $10. Okay, here you are, Jackson. Thanks. Gee, little Phyllis will get a kick out of this. I'll go call her. And, Jack, try to convince her you're really Santa Claus, huh? Little Phyllis? Phil, I thought I was doing this for your benefit. <laughs> If it's for little Phyllis, I wouldn't think of taking money. No, I? no, no, no. It's okay, Jackson. A deal's a deal. Oh, please don't embarrass me. But Jackson, me. I told Look, you... Look, if I... it's for the kid, I wouldn't think of taking the $10. Well, if you insist... $7.50 is plenty. <laughs> what kind of a heel do you think I am? Now, Phil, uh, oh, look, it's mighty sweet of you, Jackson, to play Santa Claus for my two kids. Oh, two kids. <laughs> well, look, Phil, I can't take any money at all for this. Tell you what, if you want to, you can buy me a little something for Christmas. Like what? Anything that Alice can afford. I don't know. <laughs> okay, look, Jackson... The kids will be down in a minute to see Santa, and it's very important that you make them think that you're the real McCoy. Now, do you think you can act the part? Oh, I shouldn't have any trouble, Phil. You know, I have great histrionic ability. Yeah, but you're such a lousy actor. <laughs> what? This 
impersonation is preposterous. Santa Claus won't like this. Come along, children. He's right in here. Well, there he is. Gee, Santa Claus. Hello, Santa. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas and hello again. This is Santa Claus talking. <laughs> Come here, children, and tell me how you like old Santa. We like you fine, Santa. You're just like we pictured you. Yes, you're jolly and you have a nice fat tummy. But... But what? Well, isn't your tummy awful low? <laughs> oh, that. That's the new look, kiddies. <laughs> I'm wearing it four inches lower this year. <laughs> well, kids, are you happy to see Santa? Gee, doesn't he look good? He sure does, Daddy. He looks kind of old. I am, little girl. After all, I'm Santa Claus. I've lived for hundreds and hundreds of years. How old are you? Thirty-eight. <laughs> well, old Santa has to be going now. Here are your toys, girls. Thank you, Santa. Yeah, thanks. Well, I'll be seeing you next year. Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. Up, Dancer, up, Prancer, up, Donner and Blitzen. Ho, 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 and away we go. A big ham. <laughs> well, children, what did you think of Santa Claus? I like him. I liked him, but I was a little disappointed. Why? I expected him to take out his violin and play Love in Bloom. <laughs> you mean you kids knew it was Mr. Benny? Sure, but we didn't want to say anything and hurt his feelings. Daddy, when is the real Santa coming? Well, um, um, well, you see, honey, um, he, um... He'll be here soon, kid. Oh, Frankie. <laughs> Listen, children, listen to me. Now, uh, he, he has a lot to do, and, and he may be very late, so I'll tell you what. I'll tell you a Christmas story, and, 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 and then maybe you'll run off to bed, huh? Well, all right, Daddy, but we wanted so much to see him. All right, honey, maybe next year. He's busy. Now, look, you sit up on my lap, and I'll tell you the story. You ready? It was the night before Christmas, and all through the house... Not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. Stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The children were not... Hey, I thought I heard sleigh bells. No, I guess. The children were nestled all snug in their beds while visions of sugar plums danced through their heads. Alice, what are those bells? What's the... Shh. Quiet, Curly. But, uh, Merry Christmas, Santa. Frankie, who are you talking to? I don't see anybody. The kids do. Look at them. Gee, Santa, we knew you'd come. They couldn't fool us with any make-believe, Santa Claus. We were waiting just for you. 
Oh, sure. We've been very good girls. Oh, what a lovely dollhouse. Thank you. And all these things are for me? Can I open them now? All right, Santa, we'll wait till morning. Thank you very much. And a Merry Christmas to you too, Santa. Of course we'll tell them. Merry Christmas and goodbye, Santa Claus. He'd show up, Curly. But Frankie, uh, I don't get it. I I heard it, but I didn't see him. Of course you didn't. He sure is a nice-looking old gent. Alice, uh, did you see him? I'm not sure, Phil. I I almost thought I saw him standing there. But Alice, how could it be? If he was standing there... Phil, what are you staring at? That... that spot on the rug there. Alice, it's snow. the new look in fashion. Well, there's a new look in hair beauty, too. Yes, women everywhere are achieving that look of softer, shinier hair with a marvelous new product, Fitch Cream Shampoo. This wonder-working shampoo is made with two beneficial beauty aids, lanolin and olive oil. Lanolin is used to soften the hair, to leave it smooth and caressable. Olive oil is used to bring out sparkling highlights, to accent the glowing radiance of your hair. Fitch Cream Shampoo is so easy to use. A small dab quickly whips into a fragrant, creamy lather that thoroughly cleanses hair and scalp. Then just rinse with plain water and every bubble of suds is gone. After shampooing, you'll find your hair stays in place. It stays soft and it stays shining, as though it had been brushed and brushed and brushed. Fitch is economical, too. Compare the size of the jar. Compare its low cost. At drug or toilet goods counters, buy Fitch Cream Shampoo for that flattering new look of softer, shinier hair. Children, kids. Hey, come here a minute. Look, Santa said something to you, and you said... Yes, we'll tell them. What did he say? He told us to be sure and wish you and Mommy a Merry Christmas. Now, wasn't that sweet of him? Now, girls, you're all tucked in. You've seen Santa, and you have everything you want. So go right to sleep. Good night. Good night. Good night, babies.
Yes, dear? Can I have a drink of water? Go to sleep! <laughs> This is Phil Harris. The F.W. Fitch Company, Alice and I, and our entire cast want to thank all of you so much for listening to our show and wish you the best Christmas you've ever had. Good night. Laugh a while, let a song be as values Fitch Girls, for softer, shinier hair, use Fitch's new cream shampoo. It's made with both lanolin and olive oil. Lanolin to soften, olive oil for sparkling highlights. Try Fitch cream shampoo, Bill Foreman speaking. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. J-E-L-L-O The Jell-O program starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston and Phil Harris and his orchestra. The orchestra opens a program with I Double Dare You. Although Christmas is six days away, we want to say our Merry Christmas now. We hope you'll have a swell holiday, lots of fun, and plenty of good things to eat. And here's a suggestion for these holiday nights that you'll, when you're all so very, very busy. Serve Jell-O for dessert. It's quick and easy to prepare, and it's light and delicious to eat. Just the right dessert for the holiday meals. A glowing mold of colorful Jell-O will tempt every appetite. For Jell-O is so gay and cheerful to look at with colors that match the holiday spirit. And Jell-O is perfectly grand to taste. It's crammed with extra-rich fruit flavor. A true fruit goodness that simply cannot be topped. Only Jell-O brings you this extra-rich fruit flavor, so don't accept any substitutes. Look for the big red letters on the box. They spell Jell-O. I double dare you played by Phil Harris and his orchestra. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we bring you the only adult in the world who wrote a letter to Santa Claus, Jack Benny. Thank you. Hello again, this is Jack Benny talking. And Don, I would never have told you about writing that letter if I thought you were going to publicize it. I only wrote to Santa Claus for sentimental reasons, that's all. Sentimental reasons? Yes, I've been corresponding with him for years, and I'm not going to break it off now. <laughs> I merely asked him where that sled was he promised me 35 years ago. <laughs> oh, but Jack, you're too old for that sort of thing. Listen, Don, this is a time of year when we should all be kids. It's the only way to enjoy the holiday season. Well, I guess you're right, Jack. So you're acting like a kid these days, huh? Am I? Why, this morning I wouldn't eat my spinach till the cook gave me a nickel. <laughs> and you know what I did right after breakfast? What? I went out and played marbles with the kids. What's that? Adolf Manju. <laughs> and, Don, you know how kids are. We even got into a big fight. Oh, you and Adolf. Oh, uh, now, what were you fighting about? Well, he said he had bigger bags under his eyes than I had. <laughs> 
<laughs> and you know, Don, that's a lie. <laughs> Imagine you two children fighting like that. Didn't anyone try to stop you? Well, yes, his mother came out and was going to give us a spanking, but she had too much respect for our gray hair. Yeah, <laughs> uh, by the way, Don, not meaning to change the subject, I mean, uh, well, I won't be seeing you again until after Christmas, so I... Well, I thought uh, I brought you a little present, you know, a little remembrance. And I hope you like it. Oh, you didn't have to do that. I know, Don, but here you are. Gee, thanks, Jack. That's awfully sweet of you. What is it? Oh, nothing much. Just a little novelty I picked up. It's a combination electric razor and shoe brush. <laughs> oh, that is a novelty. I'll say it is. You can shave and get a shine at the same time. Oh, you can? Yeah, of course, you'll have to hang your shoes on your ears. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cute gadget, isn't it? Oh, I can hardly wait to try it. But you know, Jack, this really makes me feel awfully cheap. Well, I, uh, you know, I was so busy this week that I forgot to get something for you. Oh, what's the... What? <laughs> oh, I... I'm really frightfully sorry, Jack, but it just slipped my mind. Oh, that's all right, Don. Say it could happen to anybody. You just forgot, that's all. Yes, I'm afraid I did. You won't hold that against me, will you? No. <laughs> if you walk in here some Sunday night and find another announcer, this had nothing to do with it, believe me. <laughs> oh, Phil. Hey, Phil. Yes, Jack. I don't suppose I'll be seeing you either until next Sunday, so I... Brought you a little something as a Yuletide remembrance. I, I hope you like it. Ah, Jack. Here you are, kid, and Merry Christmas. Thanks, Jack. That's awfully nice of you. What is it? Well, Phil, I know how fussy you always are about your appearance, so I bought you something for your hair. If it's a ribbon, you can keep it. <laughs> it's not a ribbon. It's a new hair tonic and dressing. Sort of a scalp mayonnaise. <laughs> That's fine. I'll have to comb my hair with a salad fork. <laughs> That's the idea, Phil. Here you are, kid, and Merry Christmas. Same to you, old boy. But you know, Jack, you're giving me this lovely gift makes me feel like a heel. Why, Phil? Well, I intended to get something for you, but I kept putting it off and putting it off, and I didn't get you a thing. You didn't? Well, that's one on me. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't worry about it, Phil. No kidding, Jack. I feel rotten about it. Oh, forget it, kid. After all, it's the thought that counts, and I, I know you were thinking of me. Yes, I was. That's all that matters. Anyway, Jack, I'll make up for it. Next Christmas, I'll buy you a real present. If you're here, Phil. If you're here. <laughs> anyway, it's more fun to give than to receive. Oh, hello, Mary. Hello, Jack. What are you doing? I'm playing Santa Claus on a one-way street. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mary, I see you're wearing that little charm bracelet I sent you yesterday. Do you like it? Hmm? Oh, Jack, it's simply gorgeous. Oh. Hey, Phil Down, look what Jack gave me. Say, Mary, that's beautiful. Boy, that's all right. And look what it says on the inside. Genuine 14-karat gold-plated. <laughs> that's a misprint or I've been robbed. <laughs> What are those charms there, Mary? Well, here's a little mermaid, uh -huh. and here's a little fish, a little frog, a seahorse, a crab, a lobster. How do you like it, Mary? Fine, only I'll have to keep it underwater. <laughs> and, oh, Jack, here's a charm I can't make out. What is it? That's the price tag. Take it off. <laughs> Let's see that tag, Mary. Never mind that. I paid $198 for that bracelet. 
If you did, the decimal point's in the wrong place. <laughs> well, anyway, it's my little sentiment toward you, and a happy Christmas, Mary. Thanks. You know, Jack, I hate to say this, and I suppose I'm the only one. Here I go again, folks. <laughs> but I didn't buy anything for you. I thought of everything. I was going to get you some gloves, but I didn't know what size you are. Well, that's natural. That's natural. And then I was going to get you some handkerchiefs, but I didn't know the size of your nose. <laughs> well, that could happen, too. Yes. And then I was going to get you a box of cigars. But you didn't know the size of my mouth. I know. <laughs> that's right. Gee, I'm so ashamed of myself. Oh, don't feel that way, Mary. And listen, fellas, I didn't give you these presents expecting anything in return, so don't worry your pretty little heads about it. And now, folks, we, uh... Come in. Mr. Benny? Yes? Once a year I come to you and bring you greetings, good and true. Well... And now that my good deed is through, I'll say farewell and nuts to you. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> You know, Mary, <laughs> I'd like to hang that guy on my Christmas tree. Play, Phil. Terrific from the Cotton Club Parade Played by the man who thinks of me Every Christmas and his orchestra <laughs> And say, Phil, before I forget it I, brought a, I uh, brought a little present For the boys in your band I didn't want to forget them either Here it is, a pint of good old California wine <laughs> A pint for each of them? No, no, Phil One bottle for the whole gang Okay, put a nipple on it and I'll serve it. <laughs> oh, just pass it around. They can handle it. <laughs> Say, Phil, uh, I got presents for the boys, too. Well, thanks, Mary. Uh, what, what have you got for them, Mary? Well, I need little sweaters for all their instruments. <laughs> oh, isn't that cute? There's nothing like a turtleneck saxophone. <laughs> but what did you get for the boys? The boys? Yeah. Oh, I knitted them socks, but they turned out to be mittens. Oh, that's fine. Imagine them putting mittens on their feet. <laughs> <laughs> well,
What are you laughing at? When they wave at me, they'll fall down. <laughs> well, anyway, Mary, your intentions were good, and that's what really counts. Oh, hello, Kenny. Hello, Jack. Season's greetings. Same to you, Kenny. You know, Jack, this being so near Christmas, I was thinking of you all week. You were? Yeah, what did you buy me? <laughs> oh, that was subtle. Well, Kenny, I've given everyone else a present, and I just got in. I've got one for you, too. Here it is. What is it? It's a musical collar button. No, really, no, it is. A musical, every time it rolls under the dresser, it plays Here Am I. From the picture of the same name. Yes. I hope you like it, Kenny. Gee, I can't wait till I lose it. Well, don't you dare. It cost me a lot of money. Huh? Well, thanks, Jack. And oh, I don't know how to tell you this, but I, well, I feel like a... A heel, I know. I know. <laughs> Listen, Kenny, you didn't have to get me anything. You don't have to worry about that. Say, what did you get for your girl? A traveling bag. She asked me to get her one. A traveling bag? What does she want with that? She's going to elope with some guy. <laughs> Why, Kenny, do you know what elope means? No. It means she's going to run away and get married. What's she running for? What's she running for? Did you hear that, Mary? No, I'm going to listen to Don. Go ahead, Don. Ladies and gentlemen, as long as you're running, run to your nearest grocer and ask for a package of Jell-O. It is tempting, economical, and easy to make. Oh, thanks, Mary. It was a pleasure, Don. Oh, I enjoyed it tremendously, too. So unexpected. Don, you're just a whiz. <laughs> and now, going from the six delicious flavors to our sketch, tonight we will present the... Come in. Package for Jack Benny. Oh, a package. It must be for my father. He's the... Only one who thinks of me, anyway. Uh, right here, boy. Oh, wait a minute. Here's a nickel for you. Thanks, Diamond Jim. <laughs> hmm, fresh guy. Gee, I, I wonder what's in this package. Huh? Why don't you look at the card? The card? Oh, yes. The, uh... Well, I'll be... Read it, Jack. Oh, gee. To our pal Jack. Merry Christmas from Don, Phil, Mary, Kenny, Andy, and Schlepperman. Say, what is this, anyway? Surprise! Surprise! Oh, hey, this is a surprise. Huh? Open it, Jack. You'll love it. Gee, you kind of took me unawares there. For a, gosh, for a minute, I thought that... Come on, uh, Jack, open it. Okay. <laughs> sure. I didn't expect this, fellas. I... Oh, my goodness. It's a Lollapalooza, huh, Jack? Gosh. Pretty snappy, eh? Oh, I can hardly talk. Gee, fellas, what a present. Twin waffle irons. <laughs> and electric, too. <laughs> oh, fellas, you shouldn't have done it. Do you like it, Jack? Oh, boy, now I'll never have to wait for that extra waffle. <laughs> oh, John, I'm so happy I could cook. <laughs> We knew you'd like it. Like it? I adore it. But if I put on weight, fellas, it'll be your fault. <laughs> Gee, this is a swell gift. Sing, Kenny. Mary, how do you whip up a strawberry waffle batter? Do you know? Well, you take one strawberry and then you... It seems our love affair is ended. Goodbye must mean there's someone new Though my heartache cannot be mended 
good, Kenny. I'm not saying that just because you chipped in to buy my gift, either. And say, Kenny, I'll give a big waffle party next week, and you're all invited. You know, I never ate one. What's a waffle, Jack? Well, Kenny, a waffle is a sort of a... Well, it's a cross between a pancake and a doily. <laughs> is that clear, Kenny? Yeah. Hmm. And now, folks, as this holiday season is dedicated for the most part to the happiness of little children... Our play tonight is for the Kiddies of America. So this evening, we are going to present our version of that famous fairy tale, Little Red Riding Hood. Good evening. Good evening. Hmm. Now, I'll play the part of Old Man Hood. Uh, Mary will be my daughter, Red. And Kenny will be my son, Robin. Robin Hood, are you laughing, kiddies? If they are, it's at something else. <laughs> Mary. Now, let's see, Don and Phil. Oh, yes, Don Wilson will be a tree in the woods. And uh, <laughs> Phil Harris will be a woodchopper who cuts down Wilson Take it easy, Phil You know how ticklish I am <laughs> Let's see Oh, yeah Well, Phil will use a dull axe It's all right Now, let's see We got our play almost cast Oh, my goodness I forgot the most important part of all The wool Now, who'll be the wool? Say, Jack, I'll take a fling at it No, Phil You're more the rat type <laughs> I know what, I'll be the wolf myself. I'll play two parts. Oh! Did that sound like a wolf, Mary? Sounded more like a toothache. All right, I'll be a wolf with a toothache. And now, folks... Say, Jack, who's yeah. going to be the grandmother? I won't tell, that's a surprise. So now, folks, we're going to present Little Red Riding Hood, or Mr. Wolf Goes to Town. The scene opens in the farmhouse of Mr. and Mrs. Riding Hood, where we find the elderly couple busy decorating their Christmas tree. Curtains. Music. Well, Ma, that tree, uh, tree is shaping up mighty pretty. I hope the children will like it. Oh, they will. Ouch! Doggone it, Ma, I wish you put your glasses on. That's the third time you try to pin that star on my nose. <laughs> I can't help it. It looks like a branch. Well, that ain't exactly a freckle you're inhaling through. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha. 
let's see. We only have one more thing to hang up on the top of the tree. Hold this ladder while I get up there. Hold it steady now. I got her, Pa. Sure look pretty. <laughs> Ain't been so high since last New Year's Eve. <laughs> Hold steady there, Ma. I'm a-holding. Consarn it. You fell down, Pa. Oh, did I? <laughs> you must be psychic. <laughs> All your fault, Ma. Why didn't you hold the ladder? I did, and I'm still holding it. That's the floor lamp. I told you to put your glasses on. <laughs> Doggone, if this wasn't our anniversary, I'd slug you. You want to make the next one, you better not. <laughs> now, listen, Ma, don't you threaten me, or you'll be looking at Santa Claus through a piece of beefsteak. Come in. Hello, Pa. Hello, Ma. Hello, son. What's the idea of rapping on the door? Why didn't you walk right in? I thought you and Ma might be necking. <laughs> oh, we're too old for that. Speak for yourself, you anemic Casanova. <laughs> Pipe down, Ma, or I'll put termites in your bustle. <laughs> well, son, are you through with your chores? Yep. Did you milk the cow? Sure did. I creamed her, too. Some farmer. Where's your sister, Red? She's outside. I mean, where's your sister, Red? <laughs> She's outside making a snowman. Doggone that girl. I wish she'd come in. The wolves are thicker than thieves around here. Hello, Red. Hello, Pa. Hello, Ma. Hello, Dolores. Dolores? That's the cat. Oh. I never knew her name. We were worried about you, Red. Yes, out there all alone with all those wolves. Any of them come close to you? How do you think I got this fur coat? Hmm. That's good-looking fur. It feels nice and silky. Ouch! Ow. Guess I didn't kill him enough. <laughs> Have you heard from Grandma today? Grandma? Nope. She's been sick in bed with a cold. I wonder how she's coming along. Why don't you call her up and find out? Think I will. Where's the phone? On the Christmas tree. Oh, yes. Operator, get me broken down, 8400. Hope she's better. Here's your party. Thanks. Oh, hello, Grandma. How are you feeling? I feel terrible, son. How are you? <laughs> your cold seems to be getting worse. Got any chills? This ain't the rump I'm doing. <laughs> Grandma, you just stay in bed and take care of yourself. I'll send Red over with some hot soup for you. Okay, have her bring some cigars, too. All right, goodbye. Goodbye, son. What kind of soup we got, Ma? Turtle, here it is. Turtle? Is that mock or green? Looks like mud to me. It is. Now, Red, you get your basket and take those vittles over to your grandma's. Yes, and be careful going through the woods. Okay, so long, Pa. So long, Ma. Goodbye, Dolores, Joe, and Pete. Joe and Pete? Dolores had kittens. <laughs> Dinged if she didn't, and right in my hat, too. <laughs> now, be careful, Red. Remember, don't talk to any wolves. I wouldn't speak to anything less than a silver fox. I know that. Goodbye, daughter. Goodbye. Oh, boy, what a night. Listen to that wind howl. And listen to the snowfall. Gee, 
fun walking through the snow. Crunch, crunch, crunch. It's getting dark. Who's that I see lurking in yon bush? <laughs> it's me, kiddies. I'm a wolf now. Ow! Hello, little girl. Hello, are you a wolf? I ain't Renfrew of the Mounted. <laughs> Where are you going, my little chickadee? I'm going to my grandmother's with a basket of food. Food, eh? <laughs> What's in there? Hot soup, rust beef, strawberry pie, and coconut custard. What, no hopple? That's ten cents extra. Oh. Anything else in the basket? Well... Attention, kiddies. Little Red Riding Hood's basket also contains several packages of Jell-O. Oh, a talking tree. Each of which can be identified by the big red letters on Ow. the box. So remember, children, when you're Ow. taking a basket of food to your grandmother's, always include a package Ow. of Jell-O. It comes in six delicious flavors. Strawberry, raspberry, cherry, orange, lemon, and lime. Hey, what are you howling for? I'm hungry, Don. Now, Little Red Riding Hood. Hey, Red, where are you? She ran away. Ha, ha, ha. Curses foiled again. Snarl, snarl. I know what I'll do. I'll take a shortcut through the woods and beat her over to her grandmother's. And when I get there, I'll eat her up. <laughs> Are you shivering, kiddies? This must be the place. <laughs> And now to get in. Who's there? It's Little Red Riding Hood. Gosh, you've got a cold, too. Come in. Hello, Grandma. Oh, you're not Little Red Riding Hood. You're a wolf. Yes, I'm a wolf, and I'm going to eat you up. Yum, 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 yum. Well, now hold still. It'll be over in a minute. Shall I take my shoes off? No. I like shoes and everything. Here you go. I just ate Grandma, Kitty. Darn those shoes. That must be Little Red Riding Hood now. I gotta act quick. I know what I'll do. I'll put on this nightcap and get under the covers. That'll fool her. <laughs> Talk just like Grandma. She'll never recognize me. Come in, Red! <laughs> Hello, Grandma. I brought you a basket of food. Hot soup and everything. Goody, goody. But first, I want to talk to you. Come over here by the bed, my dear. That's it. Why, Grandma, you look so strange. I hardly know you. <laughs> oh, Grandma, what big eyes you have. The better to see you with, my dear. And, oh, Grandma, what a long nose you have. The better to win races with, my dear. <laughs> and, oh, Grandma, what rotten jokes you have. <laughs> Never mind that. When are you going to get the teeth? Right now. Oh, Grandma, what big teeth you have. The better to eat you with, my dear. You're a wolf. Where's my Grandma? I swallowed her and you're next. <laughs> help! Help! Oh, what chopper? What Coming, baby! <laughs> Curses foiled again! Quick, shoot the wolf! Shoot him! Shoot him! Shoot him nothing! I'm gonna take my axe and chop him right in two! Don't do that! I'm in here! <laughs> Thanks, Grandma! You saved my life!
whether there's snow in the air or flowers in the front yard, here's a grand December dessert. It's Jell-O plum pudding, the best holiday plum pudding you ever tasted. You can make it with lemon or cherry Jell-O, whichever you prefer. Combine one package of Jell-O with half a teaspoon of cinnamon, a quarter teaspoon of cloves, and a dash of salt. Add one pint of hot water and chill until the Jell-O is dissolved. Chill until slightly thickened, then fold in three-fourths cup each of finely cut raisins, cooked prunes, and nut meats. Add one quarter cup of citron. Mold and serve with whipped cream or a regular pudding sauce. And you have a prize-winning Christmas pudding. It's far less expensive than most plum puddings. It's light and easy to digest, and it's very easy to make. A firm, rich mold of jello filled with all the spicy things that make a plum pudding so delicious. So make a jello plum pudding for the holidays, and be sure you use genuine jello. the last number of the 12th program in the new Jell-O series, and we'll be with you again next Sunday night at the same time. Say, Jack, I hear you're going to visit Fred Allen on his program Wednesday night. Is that right? Yes, I am, Mary. I've got a business deal on with him. Uh, what's it about, Jack? Oh, you'll find out. Is it animal, vegetable, or mineral? I ain't talking. La, 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 la. This mystery will be continued next Wednesday. Good night, folks. <laughs> J.C. Oh. The tune I want a new romance is from Love on Coast. Kenny Baker appears on the Jell-O program through courtesy of Mervyn Leroy Productions. This is the National Broadcasting Company.